What is going on? This is the Willing to Go Ham podcast. As you guys know, I'm your host, the Christian Willingham, with a glass of peach crown by Casey's finest. Pause. That'd be my guy, Ron. Ron, everybody. What's up? What's up? Yo, Ron. My guy, you know, I was meaning to do this podcast alone, actually. And when I said Casey's finest, I'm not trying to hit on Ron. You guys should know that. <laughs> you guys should know that already. But definitely, um, definitely not me. No, of course, no, no, no. This, this, this is my guy, though. This is my homeboy. Um, I was meaning to do this podcast alone, right? And what had happened was, okay, we're still recording. Good. It's just cutting on and off, dude. I did like 45 minutes of this article, and I just found out that it turned off on its own. And uh, now I want to make sure that I'm doing this right. And I thought, you know what? I might as well just try to tag team this with somebody else, especially with somebody who um, <clears throat> who uh, who understands where I'm coming from with this. Like, that I'm not just making this up. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't know. But for those of you who don't know, um, Westport is, uh, well, they were going through this. So before I start this, I do, I am aware that they are looking to quote unquote amend whatever the hell that means. Uh, they're trying to amend the music, so I guess they're gonna throw in some hip hop every now and then, right? I mean, that's that's yeah, only right. They're throwing some hip hop for thirty seconds and then cut it. Off. <laughs> yeah, look, and then you know, one of the things I was telling Ron, you know, if when we when we all went out as a group, you know, when um, whenever like you notice, and, and please, by and if you don't believe my testimony, try it yourself. Go out to Westport or go out to some bar. Let them play some hip hop. Let them. Play, what's that song that everybody likes now? Shit. Well, that's a lot of songs. Mo Bamba. Shit. Mo Bamba, Shaq West, right? Watch song. when they play Shaq West, and you're going to see people jump around, and then the DJ gets a little flustered, and then they switch it to Hollaback Girl. So, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's funny. It's really funny how that works, man. So, um, they have, they're, they're working on amending that. So, I mean, shout out to, uh, I think his name is uh, Brett Allred. I think he's the owner of all the Johnny Calls. So, shout out to him for wanting to, to compromise and willing to make Westport a place for everybody. Yeah, man. That's, I'm, I'm glad he was able to, you know, be understanding and uh, whatever negotiations he had with, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Hudspeth. Uh, Joshua Hudspeth. Joshua Hudspeth. And whatever negotiation they was able to, you know, come through, man, I'm, I'm glad they was able to work something out, but. Yeah, me too. Me too. Because I think that Westport is inhabited by a lot of successful black people um, or unsuccessful black. I mean, it depends, man. I mean, but you can't always judge a book by its cover. So I kind of assume that everybody is trying to stay low key with what they do, whether they're successful or unsuccessful. It, it doesn't it doesn't really matter. You know, none of that matters. Um, yeah, so well, go ahead, man. bro. I was I would like to see more African Americans, especially in KC. If, if there's something with venue or business or something that we have an issue with, we should reach out like Joshua did, man. You know, say, hey, man, what's the, what's the deal? He here, okay. Well, he basically did what I did, except I didn't go to anyone. And like I thought, maybe I was like, why are they? I, my my reaction was it wasn't to. And again, uh, Joshua Hudspeth, man, uh, kudos to you. Yeah, he did. He didn't go the uh, racial route. That wasn't the point. It's just he kind of felt as though Westport or Johnny Cause wasn't welcoming to black people. And the, and the fact that they had that no playlist, right? I don't know. How, how do you get I don't, how, I don't even know how he got his hands on that, man. I have no idea. He must be a... He must be in IT because he was able to get his hands on that. And on the list, I, I don't have the list pulled up, but some of the names that I remember from what, because it was no playlist artist alleged. No, I don't know how true it is. Apparently it's true because they're amending it. But I think one of them, one of the artists was Drake. 
Shep, uh, Shep West, Lil Wayne, Nicki Minaj, uh, <coughs> Takashi Six Nine was on. Six there. Nine was on there. Yeah. Um, who else was on there? Uh, Daddy Yankee was on there for some reason. I thought everybody like uh, Rompe, <laughs> or Rompe or whatever it's called. I Travis thought everybody... Scott. Travis Scott. Oh, okay, yeah, read, read the list off, Ron. For right, the, so uh... yeah, we have the Migos. Okay. Kendrick Lamar. Okay. What's the issue with Kendrick Lamar, bro? How do you have? Well. How do you have a problem with Kendrick? Lamar? I never paid attention because at Johnny Calls they played, they played Kendrick, but I don't. I, I, they would play Humble. That's all they yeah, play. Yeah, like I'm, I don't. I don't think. Or maybe maybe Loyalty. That's not, the only one I could think of. Not that he makes a lot of club bangers, but no, on, man, no. It's Kendrick, yeah, man. Humble's a club banger. I don't think it was intended. It was it was intended to be so. So Lil Yachty, Daddy Yankee, as you mentioned, um, Ray Schwimmer, yeah. which I, to me, bro, Ray Schwimmer is like that's like the ultimate. Yeah, club. they make the ultimate club bangers, bro. Future, Gucci Mane, Fetty Wap, Lil Wayne, most Drake, mostly Drake, mostly. most Drake, most Drake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Travis Scott and Meek Mill. Okay, so and then can you read off the uh, the songs that they don't want them to play? Alleged songs that they don't want them to play. All right, man. Our hanging tight, bro. So it's like 29, 30 songs. Well, read off like the I don't know. Read off like the top ten because I know one of them. Was going bad, and they play going bad at an establishment that yep. we go to. So going bad by Meek Mill was one of them. Yep. Leave me alone, flip the narrow. Never heard of that song. You never heard it? <laughs> I was at that. Leave me bro. alone. Bro, no, this, I, I, I don't this listen. Being played all over the radio. I don't. Yeah, I don't listen to the radio um, here, Casey. Oh, by uh, that's a Z shit. That's it. Okay, yeah, yep. yeah. Money by Cardi B. I can see that. Drip too hard. That's one of my Ooh. favorite songs right now. Yeah, that's kind of weird that they don't play. Sickle that. mode. They have an issue with sickle mode. <laughs> I had an issue with sickle mode. <laughs> middle, middle child, they're sick of sickle mode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kiro mode. Middle child, which is a great song, by the way. Yeah. Which Mo, I've never heard them play that, but go ahead. Mo Bamba. Hate it. They put Z's on there twice. That's how bad he hated it. <laughs> <laughs> he said, no. no I, well, I mean it this time. No Z's. <laughs> also, Drip Too Hard is on here twice, so apparently he hates that song. Ooh, then he, we got Uproar, um, Fifi. Look, Fifi, yeah. And Mona Lisa's man, it just sounds like that, man. Well, so sad, you know. And I hope that's not true, man. And I hope that they do resolve this. But I do have an interesting article that I wanted to bring up that I read. It took me about an hour to read between that and commentary, so it was forty-five minutes worth of reading material. But I'm going to try to condense this to the parts that I thought were um, interesting. So some of you guys may have already read this already. Some of you may have not. I don't care. I'm going to do it anyway. So it says here, Ron. That uh, is Casey's social scene for whites only. Whites say they're tolerated, not welcomed. Okay. Now, not once did I ever go to Westport and think to myself, I don't feel welcomed here. Yeah, maybe, I never felt that way. Maybe a few spots at PNL, but never at Westport. Yeah, yeah, right. Because Westport, to me, it's all inclusion, right? I mean, you got people. It's a more diverse crowd. Yeah, I, I'm at a, an Egyptian chick down there. Like, I mean, that's irrelevant to the story, but, you know, it, it's all inclusive, man. I feel like you get a variety of different women. Women get a variety of different dudes, uh, depending on what spots you like to go to. But in particular, I think the spot that they're talking about is uh, Johnny Calls and uh, a Yard Bar. So, it uh, says here, uh, they came to Kansas City, young, talented, and ambitious, ready to experience a city described as a hotbed of millennial upswing in Midwestern hospitality. I've never heard Casey be called that. 
I've never heard yeah, that. Never in my life. I've never heard that. And I'm and I'm not saying Casey's not, but I've never heard Casey. I've never heard anybody from Chicago come here thinking, I want to make something of myself in Kansas City. <laughs> and, I, and again, I'm not dissing KC. I'm just saying Chicago's a bigger city with bigger job opportunities. I would imagine. I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, correct me. Now, I, I did hear Kansas City is um, growing. A lot of people have moved in since the since the World Series. Yeah. A lot yeah. of people have started flocking to the yeah. city. So. Look, Casey's where it's at, man. That's a good opinion. thing, man. We, you know, that's what you want to see, a city going. But, I, you know, as far as, like, you just described. I, I've never, yeah, I've never heard that. I, I've heard of people, I've heard of more, more people moving out of KC <laughs> to go, like, do something. You Every know what I mean? You see his Facebook status. I want to get out of KC. Yeah, bro. I, KC. I say that. <laughs> I'm trying to move to Arizona, man. Like, I mean, I'm trying to, like, do something. And, and here's the thing. I'll come back. Because KC is always... KC just has that home feeling, man. Like, And to be honest, I think that they treat people who are outsiders, they treat them well, right? I mean, it's easy to make friends in KC. It really is, man. Because a lot of friendly people here. Especially if you're from here and you happen to know somebody. Oh, man, I went to Park Hill High School. What, what for real? I went to Staley High School. What? Yeah, yeah bro. Like, it, it's all connected. But that's also the problem. See, it, that could cause a lot of uh, issues with, with, with toxicity, between people, but that's a podcast for another day. I won't, I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> Long story short, I love it here, but I've always thought that the entertainment scene has come a long way, but we still have a long way to go. Uh, it says here, uh, in 2014, Melanie Guthrie, a black 28-year-old social media whiz from Chicago, thought Kansas City was Silicon Prairie. Never heard that before either. Yeah, that's I a real one for me. Like, what? Silicon Prairie. What? All of those, we're known for barbecue. That's it. <laughs> barbecue. Barbecue. Fountains, boulevards. Yeah, boulevards and, uh, well, give me one more, man. Uh, what else, man? Um, art. We know for art. Yeah, yeah we got an art district yeah, here. Art district. Jazz. Yeah, we're known for that. I didn't know we were. The scene is pretty strong here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> uh, Silicon Prairie could be a cool place to plant her roots. And I'm guessing that this girl, she's 28, so she's probably looking to settle down. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Shout out to you, sister girl, if you're trying to settle down. That's probably what she thought. You know, she probably. But I think dating is a lot easier for women in KC than it is men. I'll say that. Uh, she changed her mind last year. Oh, my bad. So, yeah. So, she and her fiance, okay, a DC native and former Ford plant engineer, uh, packed their bags and headed for Dallas. Peace! <laughs> Where they are now planning a marriage, home ownership, and a family. Well, so, kudos so, to them, man. Yeah, yeah, kudos I'm to them, man. Kudos to them. Well, I want this is twenty. This is twenty fourteen. And by the way, this article was written in twenty seventeen, September seventeenth, but it's been updated to March tenth, to be exact, at eight nineteen p.m. Who's this article by again? Um, Kansas City Star. Keith Myers and Aaron Randall. These okay. must be brothers. That's okay. Uh, let's see here. Last November, Brian Olue. I think that's how he says last name. Don't, don't kill me if you see me out in the public, man. Uh, 26-year-old engineer system or systems engineer from Atlanta. Atlanta's a lot of fun, man. He thought he'd settle in KC for a while, too. Now, he's planning on not staying there too long. Is KC really that bad, Ron? Like, is it really that bad, bro? You know, I don't think so, man. I don't think it's bad to where you, um, to where you have a dire need to get out. Like, I understand if you want to venture out, because that's natural, but... It's not like a city where, oh, I need to get out. Oh, something's bad going to happen. Yeah, like, I've never, like, they they really must be shook. Yeah. That, like, whatever it is that they're trying to do, man, they're like, yo, I got to go somewhere else. (laughs) Because KC's not that bad. Like, here's the thing, man. You got to either be from here or live here for a long time. We work with what we got. Absolutely. We work with what we got. You know, we got power and light. 
Westport, Aura. <laughs> That's really uh, the Quaff. I just discovered the Quaff. They have really good wings. Um, parlor. Which the Parlor. I to go to play, yeah, the Parlor is a good place to go. Um, I don't think it's that bad, but I think from their perspective, maybe they're not used to seeing this many white people. Man, I, the way I like to sum up KC is, man, to me, it's it has a it has a big city atmosphere, but without big city issues. Yeah, I would say. Well, I don't know because city atmosphere, we are leading in the murder uh, in mur- and homicides. <laughs> I, I mean, think. which is typically yeah, which is in, in every city. Like yeah, Chicago, LA, New York. Yeah, well, I mean, we, I think twenty seventeen we led uh, the United States in homicides. I think. Uh, but as far as traffic, we don't have L.A. traffic. We don't have New oh, York no. City traffic. No, what we have is uh, 435 traffic. <laughs> we don't have New York City um, cost of living. We don't have San Fran cost of living. That's true. Neither do we have L.A. cost of living. That's true. That is true. Those are all facts, man. But there's nothing more annoying than Kansas traffic, man. Because <laughs> you don't know what the hell's going on. You're like, yo, why are we stopping? And then you realize like somebody's like in a wreck. Don't let it. And here's the thing. Don't let it rain and you go on 635. Don't do that. Don't do that. If it rains... Dude, you you know you're gonna be running late for work, dude. <laughs> I would know because I've been late to work many times. I hate it. Uh, let's see here, and let's see here. Where were we at? Brian Alue. I hope I said his name right. Uh, Pamela Ah, a 21 year old recent college grad and pharmacy consultant, call me please. Uh, moved here from <laughs> Chicago last year, and now she's planning her exit. That is, oh so sad. Oh, so sad. I wonder what she said. Oh, let's see here. Oh, now she's planning her exit. End of this year, she predicts. Don't leave, Pamela Aw. Don't leave. Uh, the reason these young black professionals are leaving, Kansas City social scene. Now, it's... How do I put it, man? I've... How do you feel about the social scene here, man? What do you think, bro? Because uh, we go to Westport a lot. So, I mean, I know we've talked about this before, but... Yeah, I think we're a bit biased because we go to Westport, you know. Yeah, well, for, for a while, we went to Power and Light. Yeah, we did go to Power and Light. Um, we did venture out in, like, Crossroads. We did, you know, yeah. We uh, did first Fridays little, are always yeah, fun, yeah, bro. Yeah, First Fridays are fun. I can't wait for those to start back up again. And we even did some stuff up north, you know, whatever they had, like the, what's it, Brew Top. So we went to yeah, Brew Top is a good time. Yeah. And to me, it's just a matter of, depends on who you hang out with, uh, what clique or group. Is, yeah, and, and also how you get along with uh, other people. That also kind of sort of... Because your group, to be honest, bro, your group really defines who you are when you go out. Uh, I don't think that Casey's really a place... Like, like, you can go out alone, and I've gone out by myself. But, like, it's more appealing if you have a group. And if you have fun with your group, and people see you having fun with your group, then they'll want to join in, and that's how friendships get started. I mean, that's yeah, that's everywhere. But, like I said, Casey is a very homey type of a place Mm -hmm. we have our own form of entertainment and if you've gone other places and you've experienced different forms of entertainment that may be better then you come back to kc and you're just like why can't we do this it's so easy and so i'm a little under the weather this uh these allergies and uh what do you call that uh change of weather temperature (laughs) spray i know man dude the pollen is here (laughs) um let's see here it's not a large variety alue says I'll put it bluntly. All you see in KC are white people. Stop right there. What part of KC? Is what she part in? of KC are you in, Miss Aw? She must be in um, Oregon or some shit, man. What <laughs> part of KC are you in? I'm willing to bet she's probably in the Plaza. 
She might be in the plaza. She's somewhere in Lee Summit. <laughs> or she might be somewhere up north. <laughs> somewhere in the Northland. She's, uh, what's that, Neon Wild? Something like <laughs> She's up in the Carney area. She's in the Carney area. Where are you, are you kicking it in Excelsior? Smithville Lake. Where are you at? That's the only place I see all white people, man. Like, I, I, that's what I'm saying. And, it, and even when you go to Westport, you're still going to see black people. Like, you'll Absolutely. see them there. You're going to see such a mixture of people, man. If you'll see them there. But I, see proper. but I understand where she's coming from, though, because I think she's from Chicago. She's a Chicago native. Um, let's see here. And they do make some good points here, too. It says here, Casey really doesn't have many scenes where I can meet with young black professionals like myself, Guthrie says. It's difficult to find spaces that felt diverse and truly welcoming to people who look like me. It made me want to move somewhere else. So, or elsewhere. So, okay. Young black professionals like myself. Okay. Typically, if you're looking for young black... Because here's the thing. It's not the issue of black people. She's not looking for... They're not looking for black people. They're looking for black professionals like themselves. Because I was going to say, go down to Boulevard Nights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go to Boulevard Nights. You'll find a lot of black people down there. Go to Throwback. Go to Throwback. You'll find a lot of black people there. So, I'm like, what spots... They never go into, into specifics as to what spots they go into. And they have every right to feel the way that they feel. Absolutely. I just want to know what spots are they going to. And if they're going to these spots with black people, do they, do they want to be around these black people? Okay? Like, do they want to be around them? Because, talking black professionals, I don't know. Because, like, my, my stepbrother, shout out to Jordan, he is a, uh, he's a physical therapist in St. Louis. So he goes to a spot where he sees a lot of doctors, he sees a lot of physical therapists, nurse practitioners, successful people where they all get into a group and they all like have a spot somewhere and they kick it. Like that's just what they do. Here, I don't see that. I don't know. Like, cause I don't assume what people do. You know, I, I really don't assume. I don't know who's a cop. I don't know who's a nurse. I don't know who's what. Yeah. Who's a, who works for Cerner. Unless they tell me they work for Cerner. Exactly, man. Unless, unless they tell you, man, you would have never guessed. Yeah, you would never know. Like, bro, like when we met, you know, I'm, I'm not even going to say we met him at Westport, and he hooked up with one of our friends. I ain't going to say his name. He was <laughs> yeah, my neighbor. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know he worked for, you know, I didn't know yeah. he worked for a, a major KC yeah, guy. Major I had no KC idea, company. bro. I had no idea. That's the thing, man. I'm sure there's a lot more out there. And you know who you are, too. So shout out to you, bro, if you're out there somewhere. I know you are. I watch well, we, your, we may I, come across lawyers, yeah, uh, well, doctors, every day in Westport. You may not know. Right. So, so, so I'm like. That are black. It may, it may be this is a stupid argument, but like how. What gauges someone to be a black professional? What gauges yeah, that? What is our, the criteria for that? What's the, what's the criteria for Besides that? Besides the obvious, oh, you're a doctor. You're yeah, because if someone CEO, doesn't... you're a nurse. So if someone comes up to you with a long t-shirt like Kanye wears and skinny jeans and a pair of Yeezys, right? Well, like, you don't know if he's a physical therapist. You don't know that. How can you tell? But maybe professionals dress in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Because I've seen guys at Westport with suits on in... I I seen the guy work at Subway, so I don't know. I don't know what gauge is that. I really don't know. Yeah, like I mean, I work in a corporate setting. I mean, would that make me a professional? Yeah, it would. It would. It would make you a professional. I I, I don't always wear suits. I mean, I can dress nice. Yeah, but you work for a corporate company. Yeah, like that. That's 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 what gauges you to be uh, to be a black professional. So the issue isn't running into black people. It's the type of black people that they run into. That's just how I look. Call me crazy, guys. This is just how I look at it. This is how I see it. The problem isn't black people. The problem is the kind of black people that they want to run into, right? I mean, that's just what I'm assuming. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. You know? I mean, everybody. we all have our problems. I mean, we understand that. 
Yeah, and it just happens. It just so happens that black people are blamed at Westport for a lot of the issues, and it's that's. I mean, it's pretty factual. I mean, it, it, it's yeah. there. It's in the news. Yeah, there's there's a lot of evidence that supports a lot of evidence, evidence bro. And, and, but I still love it though. You know what I'm saying? I still got love for my brothers. I still yeah. got love for the sisters out of there. Yeah, but like that's just that's what they push in the news. They won't push a lot of white because and to be honest, when white people fight in the clubs at Westport, bro, I don't see it spill out to the street. I've seen black people fight at like back when it was Gusto's, mm-hmm. bro. That fu- it started in Gusto's, ended out in the street, right down the street from uh, uh what's that place called? Throwback. Oh Off yeah, key. man, it's it's all over the place. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's you know, big brawl. Yeah, it was it was a huge brawl, man. Like it was it was nuts. But that doesn't mean, like I said, like <coughs> that happens everywhere. You know what I'm saying? That happens bro, everywhere. Every time I'm at P and L, I see. Um, Crazy! I see like just craziness going on at PBR, man. Like, yeah, bro. white dudes being dragged out in handcuffs. Yo, and they, fight, and they don't report that smashing Coors Light over each other's heads. They don't. And shit. They don't report that. And you know what, dude? To be honest, as a as a people, I'm gonna keep reading the article, but I'm just giving it. I'm chiming in here and there. And Ron's chiming in too. As a people, man, we have to stop worrying about where we're wanted. We can either do one or two things, man. If we're somewhere where if we're somewhere and we're not wanted. Yo, we either got to come up with some money and do our own thing, or we just stop going to the venue. Yeah, just boycott it. Boycott it. But I'm not, here's the, I'm not saying boycott Johnny Calls. Like I said, they're amending it. But going forward, if there's an issue like that, we got to come up with our own, man. We got to come up with our own. And they also made a good point here in the article, too. Um, let's see here. Uh, one bright spot. Okay, do you, okay, do you remember? I'm not going to read all this. So you remember that off-duty police officer from Lee Summit that was killed, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they highlight that in here, too. Um, and I guess that kind of sort of gave them cold feet about more so a cause to pause with black people. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I thought, I mean, to me, I was just, it says here, the people of recovery were nice. They looked good. They were from different ages and different backgrounds and careers. Rashawn Garlington, a Kansas City native and event planner who was at California's when the tragedy struck. Uh, the people who were there know that. <clears throat> the people who were there know that. <clears throat> uh, we know not to blame any one type of person, but we all know that they will try to paint black people with a broad brush. We know it's a stigma. And he's right. He's absolutely right. They try to paint us with a broad brush. When one bad thing happens, it's always one bad apple that spoils the bunch. Yeah, unfortunately, that's that's how it is. That's and that and that and that's that's really gonna be. yeah, and that, that's how it is, man. Like we know this already, though. So now we got to move forward. You know what I'm saying? That, that's how I look at it. Because if you know that you're not what they think you are, who gives a shit about what they think? Who cares about a stigma, man? Now, if they are purposely barring you out of Westport, then we got something, right? But I mean, if it's Undercover, prejudice, and stereotyping. Well, I mean, we gotta we gotta handle that accordingly as well. Yeah. So. And um, I think you mentioned this um, at a time where, <clears throat> if it's business, man, it's gonna come down to them making business decisions and whatever is gonna keep that business running and making money. They're gonna yeah. You know, they're gonna go for it. So if it's you know don't play um, Z's, <laughs> so people. Don't come in and fight, and that's what they're going to do. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And again, I think it's wrong that we're being put in that box of, oh, we got to watch out for this guy. We got to watch mm-hmm. out for this guy. No, man, you don't have to watch out for us. Like, we just go, some of us just go there to chill, bro. We go there to chill, talk to women. You know what I'm saying? Like, we do that. 
But I do notice that like there's a little bit of pullback with some of the some of the other people that are kind of like oh, let me back up. Especially when they start playing uh, uh, Mo Bamba. <laughs> they're like they back up, man. They, they, they let the brothers do their thing, bro. We're all in the middle, you know. But but actually, white people like Mo. That's why yeah, I hate I've, Mo Bamba. I've seen a few uh, white people white love folks Mo Bamba. Get crazy when Mo Bamba yeah, comes on. They bro, love it. I, I'm you know what? Starting today, I am boycotting Mo Bamba. <laughs> okay, and if you see me, listen. If you're listening to this and you see me dancing to Mo Bamba. Slap me in the face. And then, b- 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 here's the thing. Before I hit you, because I'm only going to do it once, okay? So, I'll be out at Westport most likely this weekend. If you see me dancing to Mo Bamba and jumping up and down, slap me and then go, hey, remember, you said, then I'll, I'll, I'll forgive you. It's on the record, so. Yeah, yeah, put it down. Run. It's if you see record. me dance to it, slap me, bro. I, I would literally sit there. I would just, record it, bro, and I would uh, go ahead yeah. and play this. I'll play this tape. I'm so serious. Because I'm going to boycott it because I don't <laughs> think it's a good song. It's not a good song, and because I, I, I thought about it, it's cool to jump around. It's yeah, catchy, man. But it's catchy, yeah. You know, it's not something I would go out and listen to. You know what I'm Hell no, I don't listen to that in my free time. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, but generally blaming black people for shooting up hip hop parties makes much sense. Makes as much sense as generally blaming white people for shooting up schools and churches. See, we got to stop doing that too, man. Here's the thing: if we know that the system isn't for us, why bring up? <laughs> An equivalent to what white people do and what black people do. like, we know this already, right? We know that the system is not put in place for us because this is not our rest. So, I mean, so what? They shoot up white churches. I- I've heard that argument so many times. Well, Dylan Roof shot up a church. He lived. Why did? Why? Gee, I wonder why. I wonder why he lived. You know what I'm saying? The guy, the guy from Marjorie Stoneman Douglas or whatever that high school was called, Nicholas Cruz. Shot all those people. They didn't take him in a body bag. Why is that? We know this already, man. Like, we keep asking these questions and, like, nothing's going to change. Unless, of course, we come up with our own government and we come up with our own ways and our own solution to trust yeah, each we, other. we got to stop questioning. Yeah, we know what, this what already. We, what we already know the answers to. We know this already. All that, that, that fault, look, that argument, well, white people do it too, that falls on deaf ears to white people, man, because they own the shit. They own everything. <laughs> I mean... And like I said, I don't hope no one's getting mad at that, that I'm saying that, but it's true. They are in power right now. Yeah. I'm not trying to go on a, on a tangent, and I'm not saying, I'm not trying to be like, oh, well, you know, white power and white supremacy. No. But let's be real. Look at the entertainment industry. Look at everything, man. Yeah, man all we're doing is being realistic. We're, well, I'm just being realistic and here. it's all across the board, whether it's club venues, club uh, venues, ownership. Yes. Uh, clubs. I mean... It, it's it's one like I said. I hope nobody's like, oh man, fuck, fuck Christian man. No man, <laughs> I'm being real here. Like, I mean, when you're here's the thing. When the day comes, if the day comes, when Black Lido, you because know, I don't know if you guys have seen the movie Planet of the Apes, they do a really good job of a, of a, of a symmetry painting black people as apes. It's really funny, and it's but but we're not apes. <coughs> but that's basically about. Um, uh, what would happen if black people ruled the world? The apes, they become smarter over time. They rebel. That's what the undertone of that whole movie series is about. So when we, like I said, when we call the shots, when we're on top, we can call the shots. Yeah, bro. We can have all the hip-hop parties we want to, man. But I'm just saying, and I'm not trying to go too delve too deep into it because it's not that serious. But when that happens, you know, then we can do what we want. Exactly, man. If, if there's a successful... Black business owner out there that wants to open up a venue, I yes. would probably support them. Go yes. to the club as long as it's safe and we can have a yes. good time. And, open know. up a club up here uh, in the Northland. Yeah. Do that. 
They probably won't let that happen, but because you know they won't they won't let, allow a. Uh, I finally did the math, and they 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 won't allow a uh, Footlocker at Zona Rosa. Why is that? What, what do you think? Who 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 buys who buys J's? Here's the thing. Well, everybody buys J's. Look, when I was at Oak Park Mall, seen a lot of brothers out there, man. They're trying to keep that. Try to keep that over there, south of the river. Try to keep that at Overland Park and Independent. Try to keep that all over there, is, man. Is that also why there's in the champs up there too? Uh, where? Where? Was no, there isn't a chance. Yeah, well, yeah, no, no, there's no champs. Foot action, nothing. All we got is a DSW and a damn journeys. Wow. <clears throat> and a Dick Sporting Goods, but nobody's buying LeBron shoes right now. He's out. He's not, damn near out the playoffs. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, sorry if I'm getting a little too. If I'm, you know. Saying things you don't like, but just continue to listen. Like I said, we'll get through this together. Love you. I love you guys for listening. Thank you. Um, this was interesting too. So he said here, over the past six years, Maxwell, DJ Max Groove, Woods, built his resume from top nightclubs like Oran Westport and Empire. Oh man. I'm about to cry. They just mentioned the Empire Room. Oh man. The Empire Room, man. That place was pretty cool, man. Empire Room. Look, let me tell you something. Empire Room was I, I looked at the Yelp reviews, okay? It's officially closed. <coughs> it's closed down forever. But Empire Room was a really... If you want to talk about... Because I, I met successful black people out there. You know what I'm saying? I met a guy who was in medical school. You know what I'm saying? My homeboy, uh, Keith. My homeboy... Uh, uh, what's his name? Daniel. I met my, my homeboy, Daniel. Man. He's in uh, Omega Psi Epsilon. I can't remember which frat he's in, bro. But he's in medical school. Met a lot of successful people out there, man. And uh, very hospitable. Like, probably the best hospitality I've ever had. Like, they're so hospitable. Like, the bar, the bottle chicks, like, offer me water for no reason. Like, they were cool. Yeah, they and, had, and they they had great customer service. Great customer service. From, from the time you walk in, they talk to you. You know what I'm saying? They I had a great time when I was there, but they shut it down because of what had happened. Uh, uh, you know, way, uh, way too many fights. Empire Room and Martini Corner to the downtown bars. Like the Dubliner, never be, I've never been to the Dubliner. Uh, the Ruins Pub in Crossroads. Earlier this month, he was at the Riot Room. He was a DJ at the Riot Room for hip-hop recording artist Yin Yang Twins. And I'm so mad I missed that. I wanted to go there. Um, let's see here. Yeah, yet despite his vast experience, Wood said that he and other black DJs in the Kansas City area are at a disadvantage when it comes to uh, <clears throat> when they want to work at new venues west of Troost Avenue. That means keep all that shit over there in truce. That's what we're trying to keep that shit over there. We don't want you over here. Um, go take your shit to Prospect. Yeah, go to Prospect. Go to Boulevard. <laughs> That's what they want to. But no, because we ain't going nowhere, like Diddy said. <laughs> uh, black DJs have two strikes against them. When they walk into a gig, when they walk into a gig, Wood says, before we plug in our turntables and spin a record, we're already given boundaries and told what we can and cannot play. What we can and cannot do or play. And... I believe that. I really, I believe that. I believe that because I seen it at um, Empire Room. They did it at Empire Room. The first, the second coming of Empire Room, there was a Japanese DJ. I think he was Japanese, and he started playing like something. And I saw somebody rush out to the DJ booth out there. They whispered something in his ear, and he completely changed his tune, man. You know, I don't even remember what he was playing. I have no idea, but I believe that. Yeah, man. These, like you said earlier, um, business owners, man. They, whatever it takes for them to keep the bars yeah, open, it's, keep it's, people coming. 
Yeah, I don't think it's gonna. It just happens to look racist because, like I said, like when you play hip hop, we're there. <laughs> and to be honest, I think we make the clubs fun. Yeah, for real, like, dude, they don't because like most people, man, who swag surfs? And I'm gonna, I'll, I'll let me tell you like this: swag surfing is the only time I've seen black people come together at a club and not have a problem. <laughs> like, exactly, bro. bro I'm, this dude the only this, time we re, uh, we uh, unite, bro. Well, I mean, I, I'm talking. <laughs> I'm not talking like unite as in like overall. But like in a club, you could walk up to somebody, man, you don't even know them. And you hear, man, I got that swag. And somebody puts their arm around you. And you don't know what the hell's going on, man. And it's like, we have a good time. Like, we all have a good time. We get, I, I kick it. I love when they swag surf. But it's like, man, you, you think maybe it's because like they don't want to alienate like the white crowd? You think that's why? Man, who's... Because they don't know how to swag surf? Who knows, man? Because you notice whenever we swag surf, they make a circle. And they watch us. And they're just yeah. kind of like... Like you'll see, you'll see it uh, the uh, Sunday, probably Sunday. Yeah, I'm off all day. But um, we also take over the dance floor, especially at Ale House. Yeah, dude, we go because, to that main spot, and then everybody kind of just follows suit. Yeah, and I wish Ale House would actually like expand. And by the way, uh, before I forget, Ale House is the best bar at Westport. I don't care what anybody says. I don't give a shit about what you're talking about. Ale House is the best bar. Shout out to DJ Donna. Oh man, she was great. Man. DJ Donna. First female DJ I've seen at a club. DJ Donna was awesome. She did awesome. Great. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna I'm gonna tag her on in a, in, a, in a Snapchat post because she did that that damn awesome. And I think she said she'll be back on the 16th, which is Friday. So I might have to stop by and see. Might see what's up. Might see what's up. Might see what's up and give her a high five. But yeah, like you said, Ale House, man, best bar. Yeah, um, man. There's plenty of diversity, so don't worry about, you know, being a specific crowd. Yeah, it's it, diverse. Because, dude, like, Chris told me, Reed, shout out, shout out to Henny Reed. What's up, Henny Reed? What's up, Henny? <laughs> Chris told me he's only been to Ale House like twice. I'm like, why? Like, Ale House is the, that's the, that's, look, you find professionals of all races there. I mean, if you're looking for just black professionals, you'll find that. But you'll find people, I've seen nurses, I've seen chief cheerleaders, I've seen, <laughs> I've seen a uh, 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 resident. You know what I'm saying? They're all there. I've seen people in the news. People from Rudy. Shout out to Rudy. <laughs> What's Rudy's last name? Is it Harper? I'm not sure, but I know he's the anchor. Yeah, man. Where, hold up, man. KCTV five. Uh dude. You know, hold on. Man. I'm googling this now. Yeah, man. You see everybody. At, yeah, he's on KCTV five. My guy, Rudy Harper. Cool as hell, man. Cool <laughs> as hell. And I didn't know. I, look, I had no idea he was a news anchor. I had no clue until. Like I, I, Sam knows him, right? So Sam knows him. He didn't tell me he was a news anchor, but I was—he was just like, "Oh yeah, Rudy's cool." I met Rudy, man. Dude brought me drinks. Real hospitable dude. Real down to earth guy. So then, like a week later, I'm watching the news for once. I think I was watching it, uh, uh, Fox Four or Fox uh, KCTV Five, mm-hmm. and he was on there. I'm like, "Yo, I know that dude. That's Rudy." <laughs> but I don't know he was an anchor, man. So he's a big deal out here. So shout out to Rudy Harper, man. Get yours, brother. Matter of fact, I think he did. No, I don't think he did the news story for this. I don't think he did. Anyways, we're getting off topic, but who cares? Um, oh, this was also pretty interesting too. We're all over the place, guys. So please bear with us. Find a comfortable spot. Get some food. Um, tuck your kids to bed. Tuck your kids in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> if you have kids, if you don't have kids, tuck yourself in the bed. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, he remembers a time at Firefly Lounge in Westport. When the venue's manager, Kent Schultz Jr., told him he didn't want to hear any hood music or hip-hop. The warning puzzled Woods, 
I'm not even a huge hip-hop head, he says. I know the culture, but honestly, I'll play reggae, R&B before I go into a deep hip-hop set. His puzzlement was compounded with, uh, was noticed by Firefly's crowd. I look out and 75% of his patrons were, that night, were black. A crowd he knew would want hip-hop. So, so right, so when you see that, because I, I wonder, what did it, what's a DJ see when you're, you're on a set, you're, sitting, you're above everybody, and that's strategically put there on purpose, man. It's for entertainment. Like you're like a, uh, like a, like a jester. Mm-hmm. It's been that way since like the olden days, but that's besides the point. Um, so you're a DJ, and you see that up there, and like you just look at the black crowd, and you're playing "Don't Stop Believing." <laughs> I'm telling you, it must be depressing, man. You just like, I wish I could help, but I can't. Yeah, like there, there is. Look, man, there is nothing. More funny than looking at, because you'll notice they'll, they'll play "Teach Me How to Dougie," right? And then all of a sudden, just a small town girl. And then you just see the look on our faces, like, "Oh, here we go with that bullshit." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's like, and I'm sure that's not intentional, but I mean, like, but if the DJs want to get paid, you got to abide by that. So, did you say this was a Firefly? Yeah, it's like Firefly. I'm shocked because man, most I've heard. People. Most of the black people, they, I know they. Yeah, Chris is always at Firefly. Yeah, I love going to Firefly. Chris is like, man, I'm trying to go to Firefly. <laughs> 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 yeah, <laughs> I've been here a few times, man. It's not bad at all. No, man. no, no, I don't think so. It is. I mean, it's not my favorite, but it's it's not bad. Oh, um, still, Woods <clears throat> says he reined in his set, choosing rap songs that were top forty hits, such as Chris Brown's "Loyal." This is the this is the crazy part. Everybody loved the song at the time, so "Loyal" came out in like 2016. No, 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 no. Oh, dude. 15? Yeah, because... Actually, no, 2014. Are you sure? 2014. Uh, you know, I'm pretty sure it came out in 2014. Let's see here. You know, it's funny. Whenever you look up the Wikipedia... It was 2014. Yeah. When you Wikipedia song and it goes through, like, all the background... <laughs> The overall theme of the song is about unfaithful women. <laughs> it was reported that Brown was making references to an ex-girlfriend Rihanna, whom he dated, and the song he sings about the girls not being loyal in a relationship. A theme that is wrapped about in DJ Khaled's I'm Still, which is thought to be aimed at Rihanna. Wow. So, um, yeah, 2014 is when that came out, right? Uh, which, so, like, I, you know how I remember that? Because when the song came out, I listened to it all the time. Cause I was like, yo, this is a banger, right? And I remember I had tweeted... These hoes ain't loyal. And a girl retweeted me. And she said, well, some of us are. <laughs> Long story short, she got a boyfriend. And <laughs> the rest is history. But anyway. <laughs> so she said some of us, including herself. No, no. Some of us, excluding herself. <laughs> she's, good. she's a good girl, though. She's cool. Anyways. Well, um, I mean, she considers herself a hoe. Oh, no. I don't think she does in her mind. I mean, she said some of us. She would have been like... Well, so she said some of us. I think she was trying to refer to herself. But, again, what what do you have to prove to me? Like, what does it matter what I said? Yeah, well, what would she You come on my platform. You come on my my TL talking about oh, some of us. What, what does it matter? It doesn't. Um, let's see here. Um, oh, but not for... Uh, but not long... After the song began, the Firefly worker tapped Woods, leaned in, and gave him a message. The manager says, play something else. Throughout the night, Woods said, whenever he ventured to rap, regardless of how insinuous and omnipresent the song, Firefly was constantly in his ear. 
He decided to never play there again. It doesn't make sense to me what said. Hip-hop music has transcended to where it's pop culture. That's true. Uh, it's a part of everyday life. I see 40-year-old women dancing to the Migos. I Look, I had a girl once. Th- were you there that night when we danced with all those women who were married? Jock was, Jock, no, Jock was, I was there. Not there. In fact, last time we was there, last weekend, there was a lady who looked like she was probably in her mid to late 40s. And oh, dude. She looked like she was having a great time. Well, they played bad and bougie, and man. You know, this they, were, chick. they played hip-hop that whole night. So oh, so that's a false accusation. If, so yeah, I don't, yeah, I, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah it, it is. Um, so she said, um, no, 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 not she said. She had, a, I remember she had on a black dress. And she was hanging out with the girl or the woman that we had met. I don't know if you remember Dawn. Dawn was there, though. Dawn, and Dawn's, I don't know how old she is. But she looks, she, all her friends are gorgeous. But one girl in particular, one woman in particular, had a big rock and decided to bust down on me <laughs> on the couch. And I was like, yo, yeah. Look, I, grabbed her, I grabbed her hand. And as I was pulling back, like, her ring scratched my finger. And I'm like, what the? And I look at her ring and I, I, look, I took her hand. And I'm like, how many carrots is this? She's like, seven. I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't know how much seven carrots is worth, but that's, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, older white women dance to that. Yeah, they like it, man. Because you know what? They like to twerk and have a good time. So when you're blatantly, blatantly telling me not to play hip hop, I have to wonder where that comes from. Clarence, DJ Sunup Jones. A black DJ from St. Louis who also worked in Kansas City from 2006 to 2016 says Schultz at Security Firefly announced caution against him playing hip-hop plenty of times. So that means they wanted him to play hip-hop every other time. Um, let's every see. other time? Yeah, it's like every other time. So I, I don't know. What does that have to do with anything? It has nothing to do with nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I want to know the uh, logic behind that. Uh, let's see here. So yeah, there's another guy, DJ Miles or Miles Bonnie. He's another DJ, uh, which I think I've seen him at Empire Room too. Um, but he says, my impression of KC is there's a lot of white people who want to stay away from black people, which is true. It, it, I, well, that's fair. It is fair that's because fair. I don't know. Like maybe it's because they're like, oh well, I feel awkward because I can't dance. Like I'm not trying to be put out on the spot. I mean, maybe that could be it. I mean, most of it just comes from just. Straight fear. Fear? I mean, do, do you think they're scared of it? I've never encountered a white person that was, like, scared of me. I have. You have? Yeah. Really? Like, did you just look at I them? I was jogging this neighborhood, and I'm pretty sure people are terrified. Because I, I have a hoodie on. Oh, Jogging boy. through the neighborhood. and In fact, I seen one lady kind of, like, run inside the house real quick. She was in the garage, and she just, like, ran inside and shut the door. Well, I'll be damned. I don't I'm know like, that bad. Bro. Okay. <laughs> I just kept running. I'm like, I just want to jog, man. Um, I don't have a gun on me. I don't. I don't own a gun, so I don't, I don't know what don't they know. think. And, and, and this is coming from a white DJ, so he's saying this. It's not like a black DJ says it's a white DJ. But I wonder what would make him think that like they they want to stay away from black. You know, I don't know. Like I said, maybe maybe I mean because we do. Here's the thing, man. Like when it comes to black people in clubs and we dance, bro, it can get a little aggressive. It can, but like we don't mean for it to harm anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't happen. I mean, we're not out here like in a mosh pit throwing elbows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell no. But they do that at Ozfest. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. They do it at Ozfest. I mean, but, but, and I'm not trying to compare the two. I'm just saying. We don't throw elbows. And actually, I see more white people creating mosh pits. What's so intimidating about listening to Millie Rock? To Mo- well, yeah. Well, bro, I saw someone Millie Rock and knocked a drink out of a chick's hand. <laughs> Matter of fact, 
I Millie rocked and knocked the drink out of a girl's head. It wasn't not, both of them weren't, weren't me. Keep the in. That happened at a hotel. That happened at a club hotel. And I remember I knocked the drink out of her hand, and they I, and I, like the, her dude got mad at me, right? And he kept eyeballing me, and I'm like, "What's wrong with you, man?" And he he was like, "Bro, you spilled a drink." I said, "I'll buy her another one." He was like, "No, man, no, fuck that." I'm like, "Huh?" Yo, so the whole night I've been walking around a uh, hotel. One of the security guards was like, "Hey, come here." I said, "Yeah." He goes, "Hey, do you know that guy?" I said, "Who?" He said that the light skinned dude and the and the uh, darker dude. You know him? I said, "Nah, man." I, was, I knocked the drink out of his girl's hand, and he said, "Dude, you might want to keep your head on the swivel." He goes, "I just informed uh, some of the security. They've been following you around the club." I was like, "This is." He's like, "This isn't a big place. They've been literally following you all around the club." I didn't know that. So I said, oh, okay, thanks, man. I had no idea. Bro, so I'm walking around the club again. I turn around, and there was a, a dude that had on a, like a, like a Medusa tank top <laughs> following me around, bro. And I was like, I look at him, and his homeboy was coming from the other side, man. So I just went in the middle of the crowd. <laughs> I just stayed there. I was like, bro, I was like, these dudes about to pop off, man. I'm not trying to have that. Because remember, they had that pillar. So I stood on the pillar, and I was dancing with some girl, and I'm looking around, like, where they at? And they were like, they were in the corner looking at me, bro. So I left. I was like, I'm about to get out of here, man. Like I was like, I don't want no static with y'all. Dang, Chris, I didn't know you get down like that. I didn't know I did either. <laughs> I didn't know I did either. Uh, <clears throat> back to the article. Um, let's see. Oh, well, this is a good little gem here, which I don't know. We can't really go based off of people's accounts of what's said, but uh, he did say that uh, Bonnie was DJing at Firefly in 2011. That's when we graduated. Uh, longtime Westport landlord and business owner Bill Nigro. That's how you say his last name. Uh, who was a server? Who was serving as a temporary manager? Approached him in the middle of his set and whispered, "It's getting a little dark in here." <laughs> in reference, Bonnie said, "That's wild, man." Bonnie, Bonnie says to the lounge, steadily growing. Oh, sorry. Basically, he said that because the crowd was growing large in numbers with, with black people. I was dis- I was disgusted. He really said it's getting a little dark. Oh, here. I don't know, man. This is his account. According to him, he says, I don't even remember that incident, to be honest with you. That's what Mr. Nigro said. Wow. Uh, Nigro grows, uh, Nigro sounds weary and frustrated hearing Bonnie's, uh, uh, Bonnie's allegations. You're trying to blow this into a race thing, and it's just not. It's not about racism. It's about safety. It's about, it's about guns. That's all it's about. So, let's see here. I don't believe in playing. Uh, oh, here we go. I don't believe in playing hip hop and rap music as drawing a specific crowd. Not looking for that, Nigro says. I've owned a I've owned a few country nightclubs who've had fewer problems of, out of that crowd. If that makes me racist, fine. If somebody has a, is offended by that, fine. AKA fuck y'all. <laughs> That's basically what he's saying. That's basically what he's saying. He's like, that may, if that makes me racist, because you know people white people don't like to be labeled racist. When you call them one. Oh, definitely. They don't. Nobody likes to be labeled a racist. I mean, of any color. But um, Nigro, I'm, I'm guessing he's probably Italian. I, I think he's Italian. So. Yeah, Italian. He's probably Italian. So, I mean, he doesn't want to be labeled a racist. But he clearly doesn't give a shit. Because he knows that he's still going to keep bringing in patrons and more people that want to come to the clubs. Because let's be real. Man, we go to the clubs, bro. So, yeah, we go to there to socialize. But we go to look at the chicks, too, man. We go where the chicks are at. Absolutely. Now, you guys should be smart like me and bring your own headphones so when they play that bullshit... <laughs> I'll never forget when you did that, man. That was so... You'll have a blast. And you're wondering why you're Millie rocking 
to hit me baby one more time because they don't know what the hell's going on. I look, do it. You'll have much more this fun dude than me. Literally pulled out his headphones in the middle of the mosaic. Yeah, man. I'll never forget that, man. Yeah, man. Um so yeah, um pretty much, like I said, after all that, man, it's just goes into how they're gonna compromise and they're gonna try to come together and uh basically work up down oh oh, okay. Let's see here. Wanted to create an atmosphere to improve Casey's social scene. <clears throat> and you guys can read this article online, too, by the way. I'm not, not going to read everything. I think we spent enough time on it. For white millennials in town, they say that the social hangouts such as Up Down Arcade, uh, Boulevardia, the Crossroads, and Q39 are abundant. You look at the Plaza, Crossroads, Powerland, Westport. How many of those bars, boutiques, restaurants, and clubs are owned by people of color? The answer, none of them. <laughs> None of them are. We knew that. None of them are. I wish I would have read this far into it. The scene, uh, the scene, and the feel of those areas reflect that. None of them are, which is why I, like Uncle Sam said, I want you for everybody out there. Listen, and I will support a black-owned business. I, I'm actually getting ready to buy me a uh, Twisted Up Sponge, which is uh, uh, black-owned. It was on Shark Tank. I'm gonna buy one of those and support. We just need more people to come together, put all our money together, and open up our own venue. And you know what? Because we play all the popular hip-hop songs, white people will show up. Absolutely. Yeah. Hip-hop is the most Yeah. It's the most popular genre in the world. Yeah, I don't care what anybody says. In the world, man. Hip-hop. If you're black, yes. white, Asian. Hip-hop is, hip-hop. hip-hop is life. And I can attest to that because I've been to Europe. Yeah. Where they love hip-hop, especially American hip-hop. <laughs> Black culture. They like I said, we should do that. We should open up our own spots. That way, we won't. We can feel welcomed. Now, you know, I'm not sure if they'll put in any. Oh, and it's more than just night. Oh boy, here we go. Uh, it's more than just nightclubs. Guthrie adds, uh, she she and others look for daytime parties, happy hours, and weekend brunches as well. You want to thrive in your career, but you also want to be able to have spaces where you can routinely go and meet people like you. Spaces where you can uh, build camaraderie and community. You're probably not going to a club. Well, you're probably not going to be able to do that <clears throat> in, a, in a club. Y'all, you can create camaraderie for sure. You can definitely create camaraderie. Take a chick home and you can create that camaraderie. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, yeah, you can build some camaraderie and take her to IHOP and, you know, and you can go from there. Uh, all kidding aside, she's not wrong. There aren't a lot of... And you know what, dude? All the spots, man, are deemed dangerous to where you'll have black people who won't go there. Because Troost has a lot of shootings, alleged shootings. Oh, absolutely. That prospect. That main spot. Uh, I think it's like 80 in Truth. 80 in Truth, something like that. Yeah, man. Those places, crap, those places get a bad rap, man. And like I've been... I, I, I grew up on Troost. Right down the street from G's Jamaican Cuisine. Best Jamaican spot oh, really? in KC. Yeah. I grew up down there, man. Wow, my grandma's on 78. Oh, for real? I was on 79th. I, mean, I think it was 70, 77th or 79th. I don't remember. Wow. But I was down there, bro. Like, I used to be able to walk around. I could walk to the store. There used to be a gas station right up the street. Uh, matter of fact, well, they, they didn't build that new gas station that's across the street from G's. But I had a babysitter that lived in those apartments behind those. And I used to get my hair cut <clears throat> on Troost as well. It was a D and Dan's barbershop, wherever D and Dan are. Uh, good brothers. Dan always pushed my hairline back, so that's why I've always had a big forehead. Thanks a lot, Dan. 
Haircut still looks good, though. Anyways. But they're not wrong. I mean, she's not wrong about it. I think that that's the part where we come in and rather than saying, why can't we have this? Let's just create it. Like this Miss Guthrie. And by the way, ooh, she looks, Melanie Guthrie. She looks good. She's a good looking woman. She's a, she's a social media manager. So, she, so you already know she knows what's up. Hit my line, Melanie, if you ever hear this. <laughs> uh, you want to thrive in your career? Yeah, yeah. Randall and Lewis want to build that. Targeting white collar millennials. Their event flyer mentions like-minded individuals, an elevated atmosphere to communicate an air of sophistication. Oh, man. Um, oh, see, I'm looking at this right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm looking at this right now. Uh, let's see. Randall Lewis. Uh, oh, so they throw events at off nights at whiskey Wednesday Whiskey, Wine, and Wings Happy Hour at Dempsey's Burger and Pub. Well, Wait a minute, Dempsey's is a burger spot? Yeah, oh, they got food. I had no idea, man. I'm going to check that food. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they got food, man. Uh, disposable, you know, blah, blah, blah. Recovery Sundays, California. So long story short, guys, um, I love Westport. I think it's the best bar to go to in KC. And I hope that after all that's been said, that we do come to a compromise and we are able to, um, you know, Make everyone feel welcome who doesn't feel welcome. Because it seems to me that the people who don't feel welcome are people who aren't from here. Uh, because they're, they come from a different culture. So, Yeah, and once again, man, shout out to uh, Joshua Hudspeth. Yeah, Josh. Hey. Man, he, he did what a lot of people, a lot of black people probably wouldn't do. Just yeah. go out he, there. Well, he did what I wouldn't do. In a do. professional way. Yeah. Professional and like, hey, man, what's the deal, man? He got like 600 retweets. Absolutely. And man. like 500 shares or something like that. Like, yeah. See, he did everything that I was thinking. Right? Like, I was like, dude, why, why is that? Yeah. But he did it. You speak loud enough, man, and you'll be heard. And oh, yeah, for sure. And the no owner definitely heard him. Man, he, look, he did it, man. He, he, he's doing his thing, bro. I, I got to give him props for that. I would definitely give him props for that. But anyways, you know what I'm saying? We're going to... Oh, what, what, what? Oh, what? Oh, what? Oh, what? Look, throw back for y'all. Oh, what? What? And you wonder why we're playing Wild Wild West. Is because obviously it's Wild Wild Westport. Uh, so we're gonna <laughs> Wild Wild Westport. That's the only thing I can think of. Uh, you know, hopefully you guys enjoyed the episode. I know I enjoyed it. Ron, you got any parting words, man? Uh, no, man. Um, be safe. Have fun. If you feel excluded, um, like like I, Christian said, it's probably because you're not from here. Because if you know KC, you know that it's a very diverse city. You just gotta find the right places. This is the one to go ham podcast, and we're out. When I roll the dude, when I stroll the dude, when I bounce the dude, this is go.